Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another Healing Conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. Today we are talking with Suzanne Ward, author of the Matthew books, Messages from the Other Side of the Veil that she received from her son Matthew and other beings, even God. Susie's book, among many others, is Matthew, Tell Me About Heaven, a first-hand description of the afterlife. Susie, thank you so much for being here. Lauren, it's such a pleasure for me. Thank you for inviting me. You have an incredible story. It's sad and it's joyous all in one swoop here. You lost your son, Matthew, so young in his life. He was just 17. That is so painful for me to even speak of it. But yet you stayed connected to him. And it didn't happen right away. Your books describe it took about 14 years for you really to begin telepathically communicating with Matthew. Let me ask you, when you did it comfort you when Matthew said that the accident was his sole contract? No. No, Loren, it, it really didn't. You know, it didn't change anything. It didn't bring him back. And it took him about six months to acknowledge what was in the soul contract that uh, he and I had agreed in our family's pre-birth agreement um, that he would leave at a young age so that he could uh, transmit information to me uh, and I had agreed that, uh, yeah, fine, I will, uh, I'll publish it. Um, that, that was such an overwhelming sensation for me to, uh, to finally hear that, even though he had been mentioning during that six-month period, Mother, please start the book, please start the book. Um, but it was it, it brought back the shock and the grief and also rage at myself that I would ever ever agree mm-hmm. to my son's death um, it was a most difficult time but now uh, here we are many years later 16 years later and um, there are four books, um, and as you mentioned, uh, Matthew is not the only source of information in them, but he is in uh, Matthew, Tell Me About Heaven. That is a uh, selection of our conversations during the first few weeks after we connected. So it's very, very personal to me. He answered all the questions that had been in my mind all those years. And um, that book was a tremendous comfort to me. And everyone, these books can be found at MatthewBooks.com. And two T's in Matthew. The first book, Matthew, Tell Me About Heaven, 
the book itself just has so much energy. You can feel it just holding it in your hand. And you have come to write many other books. And in those, you talk about everything from the Illuminati to the Nasara to what's happening here. Let's start with an overall picture of where we're going, Susie. Up, in a word, up. Uh, Earth is on a very steady ascension course. And uh, I, I, I know that in the continuum there's no up or down and there, there's no time. Um, but uh, she is ascending out of third density and will be going into fourth, through fourth and into fifth. Um, and uh, from everything that my sources uh, have told me, and um, if I may mention this, you, you were uh, giving me credit that I don't deserve when you say that I have written other books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm really just their secretary. I, I take dictation, <laughs> and then I organize the material. Uh, and it is such illuminating material. I mean, it's astounding. Um, and I, I would say that as I was receiving all of the information about what is going on in the world today, the some people refer to it as the cleansing or the change, um, But at any rate, this is an unprecedented era, not just on Earth, but in the universe. Uh, This spiritual renewal and world transformation is happening so quickly. Uh, and that's what's unprecedented about it. It is a, uh, it's an evolutionary process, but it is happening so swiftly that it's um, almost like a revolution, uh, except that it, it, it's peaceful revolution. That's what we're moving into, is an era of peace in this world, um, uh, where there is, uh, where we live in cooperation and harmony with each other and with nature. It's happening in the next few years, or definitely the next decade or two. And so, connecting with our higher self then is very important, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely, Lauren. It is. Uh, actually, this. This period of transformation has been going on um, since about um, World War II. Mm. Uh, It was at that point where Earth had given so much of her light to keep her planetary body and us alive uh, that she was really in death throes. And uh, she had to decide whether to ask for help uh, and be able to continue living or just let her planetary body die. Uh, Her soul never spiraled down from its origin in fifth density. 
but through centuries and centuries and centuries, millennia uh, of bloodshed on the planet, uh, the way the humans were treating each other and, uh, and the animals, and then in the last few centuries, the environment itself. Um, but at, at any rate, she did choose to ask for help, and God instantly authorized other civilizations to come to her rescue. And um, there was such a massive infusion of light. That was the first response, because Earth's uh, orbit, uh, I mean, she was very, very close to swinging way out of orbit and uh, whatever happens, explosion, I guess, uh, of a planetary body, a celestial body at that point. So this process of transformation started about 70 years ago. And it, what we are noticing now um, in, 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 as, as evidence that something very, very strange is happening is how quickly time is passing. Um, mm-hmm. We are the only civilization that has linear time. And we are, so it, it, it's not really uh, a reality. I mean, it is for us, but it is an illusion. Uh, but what we perceive as time passing faster and faster actually is Earth's uh, having reached higher vibrations. So this is uh, really energy, higher planes of energy that we have entered. And the way we perceive it is as time passing faster and faster. Are we in the fourth dimension? Uh, Earth herself is not. Um, and uh, I'm so glad you asked that question, Loren, because um, the Earth's residents uh, are because of uh, how highly evolved some of the souls are. Uh, they're in seventh density and perhaps some even higher and because of what some of the other souls have done during this lifetime reneging on their contract to join the light after everybody's third density karmic lessons that they had chosen to wind up so they could evolve well the ones who agreed to play the heavies became so enamored of having so much control. They were so greedy and so uh, lustful for power that they reneged on their soul contracts. And so they have caused an enormous amount of suffering for the masses in the past few years. Their third density had... Uh, they have regressed from third density and uh, when their physical lifetimes end and their bodies die um, they will go to placements 
uh, that are of energy levels that are in consonance with their lifetime energy, and those are lower than third. So we have that huge range of spiritual uh, evolvement uh, in the residence of Earth. But the planet itself has not yet left third density. And the, w the way we can um, know that is that in fourth density, uh, darkness cannot exist. The vibrations of fourth density are so high that, um, I, I'm sorry, you're hearing our family of dogs responding to something. Um, <laughs> But uh, at, at any rate, um, darkness cannot exist in fourth density. Uh, and we have only to look around us uh, or to be aware of what is going on in so, so many countries. Um, the ruthlessness of, of some countries' leaders so that the population is um, is living at bare subsistence level or the oppression is so great or civil wars are still raging uh, raging excuse me um, there is still so much corruption that has to be revealed um, so no <laughs> Earth herself has not left their density and entered forth. And so then we are still revealing so much more then of that darkness since it cannot exist in the fourth density. Exactly. And um, the, the, the exposés, um, that's probably not the best word, exposures is better, um, of... Uh, the deeply entrenched corruption and deception is going to be happening very quickly during the next couple of years because um, the truth has to emerge uh, so that uh, the people who are not yet attuned to the higher consciousness and, and spiritual awareness um, do you really need to uh, get in touch with their soul level information where the truth is known so that they uh, can embrace the light and journey along with earth in physical body if, if their soul contracts uh, if the longevity clause of their soul contracts um, includes uh, several more years of life, they will journey physically with Earth uh, into the fourth density and Earth's golden age. The people who do not accept the light, um, their bodies simply will not have uh, changed from a carbon-based cellular structure to a crystalline-based cellular structure. And it is the crystalline uh, 
that will enable physical lives to continue. So this is not an arbitrary decision. This is not uh, a punishment uh, of any sort. Uh, it is, it's the law of physics. And you had mentioned earlier that people are going to be seeing this exposed so much more. What do you get the sense that is happening with this oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico? Would you say that this is helping people wake up that it's not right and that when you have a spewing oil well 5,000 feet under the ocean, that something's wrong with that? There's definitely something wrong with that. Yes, actually, oil is Earth's blood. Uh, I know that may sound a little strange, but it truly is. Um, Earth is a sentient being, uh, a soul in a planetary body. And um, the water, the underground water, the, the oil, um, those are the equivalent of her blood, just as the, the air is the equivalent of, well, the equivalent of our lungs. They are Earth's lungs. Yes, we have to stop uh, extracting her her life source, uh, which is blood and air, and we have to stop desecrating the uh, uh, everything about her. I mean, think of the deep, deep mining that is going on, uh, and. Uh, the, the the extraction of uh, all the diamonds, for instance, which uh, are, are part of the the elements of of her body makeup, um, and so terribly artificially inflated in price, incidentally. Mm -hmm. But uh, diamonds, I mean. Um, but we have to start understanding that we need to respect Earth's body um, and just as we need to respect our own. And so definitely uh, this oil spill is a big wake-up call to, to stop, stop drill. There should be no drill baby drill. And uh, I, I, I do expect uh, governments to, uh, especially our own, since this one is is uh, such a threat to our shores. Um, but I think that other governments uh, will jump on the bandwagon. And in fact, other governments, some of them, are are much more amenable to uh, developing. Uh, alternative energy sources, uh, including free energy sources, and uh, the the powers that be in the corporate world, uh, and uh, especially oil in this case, uh, obviously have not wanted other kinds of energy to replace what they are providing. Uh, 
So they have suppressed uh, free energy developments, and they have been for decades and decades. Uh, so those developments are going to start emerging. The more corporate corruption is exposed, the more the, the suppressed information and developments about free energy will come to the fore. Uh, and when um, it is safe for uh, our benevolent space family to land on the planet, and, it, and it's not just their safety, it's even more so ours, mm -hmm. so that there would not be any uh, assaults on people who were gathering to, to greet these civilizations. But once they can be on the planet, uh, they have other types of technology uh, which they will introduce that is uh, even more advanced uh, from our own. And, uh, but the combination of what already uh, has been developed here and the extraterrestrial technology that will be introduced um, will, in practically lightning speed, uh, eliminate the pollution uh, from water, land, and, and air, even including um, the most toxic of uh, chemicals and elements, um, like the radioactivity and uh, depleted uranium. Um, we can and we will get rid of those uh, so not only is, uh, are we moving toward a, a world where people live peaceably, but live in a pristine environment. You talked earlier about other seventh density beings here on the planet. Are they among us? Is that like a walk-in? or? Uh, it may be, but many other souls uh, were born uh, to, to families living on the planet. Uh, that's simply how, how they came to be, but they did come from other civilizations specifically to assist us during this time, during this transitional time and um, to, they, in some cases, um, they do not even know. They, what their act, they do not know their origins. Um, they are acting on their inspirations to lead, to make changes. Um, and these are all extremely intelligent people, too. And uh, at soul level, they do know, of course, but I was speaking consciously uh, that uh, they, they don't know that they came with this mission, but they are pursuing it. Eventually, they will know. Hopefully, everyone on the planet right here, right now, we are so fortunate to have been selected to be here. 
Oh, we absolutely are. We all wanted to be here. We all raised our hands and waved them, you know, pick me, pick me. Um, But many people who also wanted to be here, uh, well, many, many more souls wanted to incarnate now than, than could. So the ones who were chosen were the ones whom the highest council who were in on the um, the beginning stages and stayed throughout uh, the master plan for Earth's golden age. Uh, they, they knew that there would be very, very difficult times because there would be such dark opposition, such widespread opposition to any changes. And so they chose those of us. Um, well, everybody who was here was chosen. And, but they chose the ones who, uh, whose other lifetimes had, had experiences that showed that they were courageous, they were strong, uh, they were on the spiritual pathway. Uh, nobody is here by accident that is for sure uh, and living among us uh, but looking not not at all unlike us uh, are uh, members of other civilizations who are neither walk-ins nor were they born here they simply have come and uh, they they come from a level where they can manifest a body that fits in with the civilization. Uh, actually, every soul has that capacity, but if you don't know that you do, you certainly can't believe that you do. And... Uh, but uh, these civilizations are advanced enough so that they do know that. And uh, they are really around the world. And there are thousands of them. Uh, because this is world transformation. This is not just changes going on in the United States. It It, it is everywhere. So... Um, and I understand that uh, there are actually halfway houses, uh, I, I think you could call them, uh, for these extraterrestrials who have arrived uh, so that they can adapt not only to the environment here, which, um, you know, for instance, breathing, um, but uh, become accustomed to uh, our ways of dealing so that they don't stand out like, you know, really freaks or oddballs Uh, (laughs) because they don't want to draw attention to themselves. They simply are... uh, in organizations or groups and governments and agencies and they move up to influential positions because they are 
They are obviously very intelligent. And that's, of course, why they came. So they could move into positions of influence. Now, not all of them have done that yet. Um, and for uh, all the concerns that I, I have heard from people about Obama, uh, he is one of the most highly evolved souls on the planet. Uh, he, he is one of those who is acting from inspiration to um, lead this country into an era of being the peacemaker uh, for other countries to emulate. And he ha has run into such formidable opposition that he has had to make compromises on legislation that people do not know about um, just to get, get it passed. Uh, mm. Some of his most formidable opposition, uh, well, and this is publicly known certainly, is in Congress. But it's the powers that are influencing Congress, either through uh, bribery or blackmail or threatening uh, their lives and their families. Uh, and it is those powers that are, are the Illuminati is the umbrella name. Uh, I, I know I didn't make a very good transition there at all, but um, do you know about the Illuminati, Lauren, about, yes. you know the name. So is the Illuminati then reptilian? Some of them, not exclusively. There are humans within the Illuminati, too. And in Matthew's last message, um, this is a, a, a fortunate date. I, I can refer uh, uh, your listeners to Matthew's uh, last message. Uh, I think it was the 26th of April, um, where he explains that the Illuminati is not an organization of card-carrying members. It is uh, a number of uh, disparate groups and individuals worldwide who either are controlling or heavily influencing everything that has any impact on life on earth and they have been for centuries um, they, one generation succeeds another but the purpose never uh, changes. Uh, their purpose was to dominate all, all of Earth and to uh, literally kill off so many of what Henry Kissinger has called useless eaters um, that just a fraction of the population would remain. Uh, obviously themselves and um, all the people that they need to to be their slaves. Uh, 
that is what um, Obama is working diligently to uproot are the the global tentacles of the Illuminati that extend into governments, religions, uh, the media, uh, education, uh, oh, there's so many, the entertainment field. Everywhere. The, yeah, every, they do. <laughs> you, you named the big ones, the media, definitely, oh, um, yes. and the money, banks. Oh, definitely. Uh, banks, uh, investment houses, all of commerce, um, the, the entire, really, everything that affects life on the planet. They have been controlling or so heavily influencing that what we think of as um, making choices, uh, we really have had no choice. Our children are learning from textbooks that the Illuminati uh, have published, for instance. Um, yes. And uh, the, uh, okay, Goldman Sachs, for instance. Um, the, the kingpins uh, of Goldman Sachs are at the top of the Illuminati. So there that is, is one indication of the corruption beginning to be revealed. Beginning. Yeah. So then help me understand, paint a picture as the earth moves up into the fourth and then through to the fifth, what will that be like? Will we be taller? Will we have etheric bodies? Only in spirit do we have, in spirit worlds, do we have etheric bodies. No, we are going to keep the bodies that we have. Uh, all who have accepted the light, our cellular structure, which contains the DNA, um, will have changed to crystalline. That's what will keep these bodies alive. But the wonderful news about that is that um, the, the beings, uh, well, the, the people uh, who do accept the light and go along with Earth during that transit period, uh, all disease will be eliminated uh, the people who have lost um, organs and limbs, those will regrow. Um, mm. The people who have uh, been dealing with the torments of mental and emotional um, uh, turmoil um, or disease, uh, that, those areas will be healed. And the, the population that is going to be living uh, in the golden age will be living in health and thriving in abundance because one of the major aspects of this uh, transformation that we're going through is reallocation of the vast fortunes that have been illegally made or outright stolen by the Illuminati uh, 
that is going to be fairly reallocated so that the countries where the people are living in impoverished conditions um, will will come out of that. The, a, a lot of people are going to die first. Um, I either those who uh, simply starve to death or disease will claim them. Uh, but they can, if they choose, return when we're in the golden age. So it's not as if um, that was just their fate, for instance, to never know um, what a, a happy, healthful life can be. They will have that choice to come back. They will have the choice to go to another world that has um, equal opportunities for joyful living and uh, soul evolution. So it's really the what is going on now is so vast that really it it boggles my mind and um, I, I have been privy to this information for about 16 years and it to me it still is so glorious that I I can't imagine it um, despite everything that that Matthew has described and uh, Another message that is on his site, and Matthew's messages is um, in the menu on matthewbooks.com, is Essay on 2012, and it's a very comprehensive uh, overview of what our world will be like then. And it is so, so different from from now in everything from the the kinds of buildings that we will have and the construction material and how all of the ugliness that there is now in uh, in everything from slums to strip mining, all of that will be gone. Um, it is so astonishing at the same time that it is so immeasurably uplifting to know that on our near horizon there is this world and another absolutely to me amazing uh, fact is that in the continuum, where there is timelessness, we have already created that world. So we're not talking about a possibility. We are talking about reality. Already there for us. Yes, but in the linear time, we are still creating it. It just boggles the mind, as you said. <laughs> 
when I I read things or hear things, news reports, um, and these are undeniable personal tragedies. They even national tragedies. Um, my my heart so goes out to all of the people who are suffering that momentarily um, I I lose sight of the what is awaiting them if it's physical death in this moment or if it was then they are living in a magnificent world in nirvana as long as their life's energy you know uh, is is off the light and not the darkness those who's, who lived with darkness uh, they they deliberately chose to make uh, life insufferable for the masses um, you know they're they're not going to be enjoying life so much in spirit world but um, at any rate all of the the people who survive the families the friends if they could only know that their beloved people are not only living in a magnificent world of such activity and diversity that that's also mind-boggling but those beloved souls are sending light to the to the families and friends who are still here to sort of ease their way so sending light and accepting the light is the key task at hand and it really is love yes oh Lauren that's exactly it because light and love are the very same energy just expressed differently I mean we know what it feels like to love someone and we know what it feels like when somebody is showing how much they love us and we know what light is like I mean we see it from the sun we see it when we turn on a, a lamp um, but it's the very same energy and it is the absolute love light essence of creator source that comes to us and creator source is the ruler of the cosmos that includes several universes and it comes to us through the ruler of this universe that many of us call God that we are a part of and sparks that we came from that very same light we're yes. just moving back to it yes exactly and love unconditional love is absolutely the key, just as you said. Well, I think this is fascinating, and I want to remind everyone that MatthewBooks.com has all that you need. Go check out these books. They are quite fascinating. Well, actually, Loren, 
Matthew has uh, told me something he would like me to say about love and light. Um, at his station of, of evolution, um, those souls do truly feel love, uh, even for those souls here who have caused such misery for others because they understand that those souls have lost their way. They are dealing from fear of the light. So, uh, and, and they also, at Matthew's station, understand that it is so difficult for us to feel love for someone who is causing such harm and suffering for others. Um, and so what he suggested to me years ago when um, I said, Matthew, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And uh, I said, I've tried. It isn't working. And he said, Mother, if you knew that somebody was lost and they're out there in the dark and they're trying to find their way but they're feeling so helpless and lost would you hold a flashlight out so that they can see the beam and then lead the flashlight toward safety and I said well yes and he said then do it and so, um, you know, I, I was able to extrapolate that into what he, what he meant, um, that those people that do such despicable things, you know, really unforgivable, uh, they do not understand that all, everything that exists in this universe is interconnected. And they don't understand that they are the ones who have lost their way, that they are the ones who are suffering. And so out of their fear, out of their anguish that they, they can't identify, out of the void that they can't identify as the lack of light and love in their souls, they are truly lost. And if we can just have that image of putting a flashlight out there in the dark and leading it toward the safety of the light, then we will be accomplishing the same thing. And, and we are genuinely helping not just ourselves or the lost souls but all of earth and because whatever happens on earth affects the universe we are helping the universe there is no end to the powers that we have as a part of God and a creator source very well said. And the next thing to do is just, as we have that light, 
never let fear come into our head. I know that seems so simple and easy, doesn't it? But we have to move away from fear. And there will be no fear in the fourth and fifth. Oh, no, no. Fear can't exist there. And you're so right. Lorraine, I'm glad you mentioned that we as individuals uh, need to stay out of fear. And uh, truly, whether it is fear of, uh, are we going to have enough money to pay the bills when they come in, to fear of perhaps we aren't living a good enough life to go to heaven, whatever the fear is, um, the law of attraction brings to us situations to fear because they match the energy of our thoughts and feelings. So there is such good reason not to fear, and there is truly nothing to fear if we focus on what we want in our lives instead of what we don't want. It's, it's the law of physics again the law of attraction and it's neutral it doesn't know that uh, if we're worried about paying bills uh, that what we want is money they just pick up the uh, or it the universe just picks up the energy of fear about not having enough money and they bring in something to fear when we feel grateful for and just sort of affirm that you have the money and feel grateful for it and just truly hold that in your hearts thank you universe or thank you God or whatever for money to pay our bills somehow it comes into your life. The universe provides. Out or fear, it works on those. So it's best to control the thoughts. Yes, it is. And if you find that you've slipped back into being fearful, change your thought. Think of the blessings in your life. Everything from uh, maybe even a photograph of something beautiful on earth. Concentrate on that and extend it to what is right here at hand in your life. Maybe you're grateful for a book that you read that was enlightening. Whatever it is, you can change your thought to something that already is positive in your life and then extend that to being grateful for uh, an abundance of whether it is money or health or friendships or harmony in the home. Whatever it is, that is the energy that you will then be putting out instead of fear energy. Well, that is so well said. and. A wonderful way to end our healing conversation today. Thank you so much, Suzanne Ward. 
Thank you for inviting me, Lauren. It has been a joy to share what I have been told and what I know in my heart is true. And thank you for the truth. It is so wonderful. Again, Suzanne Ward, MatthewBooks.com. Thank you again. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. And to everybody out there, love and blessings from Matthew and me. And thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's program, feel free to forward it to your friends so we can share the news about the information that we learned today. I'm now going to leave you with music from the universe, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. Have a wonderful day.